0: It's been a while since we spent some time alone.
1: And when we do, it's in situations like this.
0: I wish I could see you. You could always see me. Why, are you stuck-up, half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf-herder! Uh-huh, come on. You're imagining things. Am I? Then why are you following me? Afraid I was gonna leave without giving you a goodbye kiss? I just assumed it was a Wookiee. I can arrange that. You're so beautiful
1: It's only because I'm so
0: in love No, no, it's because I'm so in love with you
1: So love has blinded you
0: (laughs) Well, that's not exactly what I meant But
1: it's probably true I love you I know We have to warn people.
0: Who? The Rebels? They're just gonna
1: toss us in Sunspot prison before we can even say a word.
0: That's why I think you should just take the Corvus and go. Leave me a TIE fighter. I'll set off a distress call, wait for the Rebels to find me.
1: You really think I'm gonna let you just float out here alone? Del? We're Infernal Squad,
0: you and me. And welcome to episode two of the Starships podcast, uh, the show all about our favorite couples from a galaxy far, far away. My name is Ash, and I'm going to be your host for this little adventure we're about to go on. And today we're talking about something that hasn't been an obsession of mine for very long, but the second I saw them, they kind of took over my life in a way that I wasn't expecting at all. Um, and that's Aiden and Dell from Battlefront 2. And to talk about them, I've brought on, I think, the, the definitive Aiden Versio expert, uh, Bria.
1: Hey, that that's a good title to have. I like that one.
0: I can't think of anybody who's more passionate about Aiden Versio than you. Um She's my girl. If you don't know, Bria is a uh, lovely cosplayer and she has been cosplaying Iden Versio for the past how long have you how long have you been working on Aiden?
1: Oh, let's see. The trailer came out celebr at celebration. I started made the decision to start working on it the next Saturday. And then I had the first version of the costume done early June. So pretty fast
0: for, and for a <laughs> while now. And you actually got to meet uh, Janita Gavankar, who plays Aiden, which is really cool.
1: Yeah, that was a crazy experience. And uh, it's, it's kind of weird that so many people got to see me cry on video. <laughs> it can be rewatched multiple times. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so, okay, so to start this off, I just want to give a spoiler warning if you haven't played Battlefront 2, the regular campaign and the Resurrection DLC, because I'm assuming we'll probably get into that, even though Dell's not really in it. Uh, And if you haven't read Inferno Squad, stop listening, play and read those things, because they're amazing, and then come back and listen to this episode. Yes, please, they're so good. Inferno Squad is definitely my favorite new canon book now. Um, So yeah, so... Spoiler warning, just getting that out of the way first. So I kind of wanted to start off this discussion by talking about the characters individually, like why we like the characters individually. Can you like give a a quick-ish summary uh, about why you like Aiden Versio or why she resonates with you?
1: Uh, I think what really drew me to Aiden, besides seeing a character who who looked like me, because you don't get much of that in Star Wars, was that she just she felt very real and there was a lot about her that I could connect to because she's this very driven woman who does not care what you think about her. She just wants to do the job and get it done uh, while also having to manage very high family expectations. Um, but I, I think what I, that's what I loved about Ida especially once we got to know her a little bit more was that she's just this character I mean, I feel like I'm repeating myself here, but she gets stuff done. And I appreciate it when you have capable ladies out there in Star Wars who are like, yeah, I don't have the Force. I'm just really good at a TIE fighter. And by the way, special forces, what up?
0: Yeah, and what I love about Aiden is in Inferno Squad, they make it explicitly clear that she's not just there because her dad is an admiral. It's like, no, she is the best of the best at what she does. And she had to work incredibly hard to get to where she is. And Aiden's just such a great character. Something that really resonates with me is kind of what you, you had mentioned, uh, the extreme expectation of her parents. Because I grew up with uh, pastors for a grandpa and a dad, and I can kind of sympathize with the, the, the scrutiny and the expectations that she feels to a, to a much lesser degree. But still, I just there was something about Aiden that really really clicked with me from the moment I picked up Inferno Squad.
1: Yeah, I think there were multiple points in both the Inferno Squad game and, uh, or sorry, the Inferno Squad book and the game itself where I was like, yeah, no, I know that. Like the whole thing about, uh, that her dad has about if you're not, uh, if you're early, you're on time. If you're on time, you're late. I was like, that's a very familiar thing. Yeah, I was uh, I was in
0: the military, so I was like, "Yep, that's how it is."
1: <laughs> y- y- yes, yes, it is. I actually said to someone the other day, I was like, "Yeah, I run on Versio time, so I'm going to be there 15 <laughs> minutes early, just so you know."
0: That is amazing. I've started using the Dadmarol to refer to my dad because he's very confused. And he, uh, the first time I did it, I'm like, "Hey, you're the Dadmarol," and he's like, "Is that a Star Wars thing?" <laughs>
1: I just something <laughs> similar to my mom because she she <laughs> yelled at me to stand up straight when I was sitting there, like just leaning against the counter drinking a glass of water, and I'm like, thanks, Mom But <laughs> yeah,
0: that's awesome. But uh what about Del Mico? Can you can you summarize why you like Del Miko?
1: Del Mico is a perfect space angel who has never done anything wrong in his life. Like, I'm not usually drawn to the perfect characters, like the perfect men, but Del Mico is is perfect. I I he's my space husband. He That's is, not a good description of him, but he is perfect human being.
0: He is such a dork. Like I love in the the Bespin mission where they're flying the X wings and and he's like you know oh look the uh, the oh, Beldons I think is what they're called.
1: Yeah, so. space whales or something, right? Yeah,
0: take a look at all these Beldons and Aiden's like I think it's cute. You study a planet's uh, like geography and, and and stuff before a mission. And he's like, hey, you know, if they're important to the mission, they're mission critical. And I just thought that was such a great, <laughs> such a fantastic moment.
1: He's like- just adorable. And I-, and I love him, especially in contrast to the other member uh, of Inferno Squad, Gideon Hask. Oh, because- man. Dell's just like, yeah, you're cool. I I like it. You're you're capable. I'm more than happy to take orders from you. And then Hask is all, oh, I'm always second best to Aiden.
0: I, I love in Inferno Squad where Aiden was like, shouldn't you be the one leading this team? You're the one with the most experience. And Del's like, nah, I don't want to lead. You're obviously the most qualified one to do this. And that's what's that's what's so great about him. I do have to make a confession in terms of Aiden and Dell and their relationship is that I didn't really like ship it in Inferno Squad because I didn't know how old Del was. Because they described him as being older, and I was like, is older like 30, or is older like 50? <laughs> and I think it makes a little bit oh. of a difference. And then I saw who was playing Oh him, yeah, and I'm he- like, oh no, TJ, TJ Romini is not 50.
1: <laughs> no, no, TJ Romini is a very good-looking man, Oh yeah, just like Del Miko. Oh. Um, actually, because I have a weird thing about loving to know character's ages. So in the game, oh, Iden is 27, and Del is 36. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's a bit of an age difference, but nothing we haven't seen in Star Wars before. I mean, and Han, actually,
0: and Han and Leia are like fifteen years apart, something like that. Me?
1: Something like that. Something. I didn't actually ship them in Inferno Squad either.
0: Yeah, I think nothing. In, nothing, as far as those relationships are concerned, is really like explicit. It's it's all kind of like you. I guess you can kind of see it at the end with the benefit of hindsight. Like after Iden kills the mentor and De- and or quote unquote kills the mentor, and Dell is the one to kind of confront her about that, and you see that I think it, I can't remember who mentioned it. It might have been Mitch Dyer who wrote the game, so you can kind of see Iden getting closer to Dell's line of thinking at the end of Inferno Squad than Hask, but it yeah. wasn't like explicitly romantic, and I don't think it was like written that way.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either, and I really really like that actually because. Uh- Shockingly, for someone who's on here talking about different Star Wars ships, I'm not really huge on the romance. Like, there's very few ships that I'm like, no, I, I feel so strongly about this. They have to be together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, when I first read Inferno Squad, I was actually kind of happy that Aiden didn't get paired up with one of them. And it wasn't this uh, whole thing about giving Aiden giving a romance plot. Yeah. But then we got the game, because you had seen them have like, what, four years of working together, of relying on each other, that it sort of just felt, na- I was surprised, but it felt natural, too, when they kissed on Jakku. I was like, oh, huh, okay, this is good, I like this. Yeah, I had a
0: moment where I was like, I didn't think, I didn't read it as romantic, and it's like I was saying before, I was like, with the benefit of hindsight, I see what they were trying to do, especially on, like, the Bespin mission. Um, oh, yeah. And when, when they kissed, I was like, oh, okay. I don't have a problem with this. Oh wait, I really like this. Yeah, like, this is a good. They're a good pair. They're a good team. I like that they're, they're friends. They have an immense amount of mutual respect for one another. I think it it works really well.
1: No, I absolutely agree. And then, uh, so i I played. I made a lot of bad life decisions playing this game because it releases at midnight, and I'm not very good at video games. So I only got about halfway through it before I had to like finally give up the first night, and then the second night. I ended up finishing the game around three thirty a.m. <laughs> so I was already like really exhausted from two nights in a row of doing this. That I think it, I kind of want to partially blame my sleep-deprived brain on not picking up on because uh, there's that really great dialogue before they, before they go into the battle of Jakku, mm-hmm. where uh, Dell's kind of like, you know, I didn't make sure you come back, and she kind of looks at him and is like, you know, I'm, I'll come back, and then course make, it cuts away make to sure being, to
0: come back to or something like yes, that right that's it
1: that's it and then it cuts away to Shriv being off <laughs> well thanks joe i'll be sure to live too your friendship <laughs> means everything to me
0: oh man i could do an entire podcast just about Shriv, but <laughs> yes
1: <laughs> i don't do a good Shriv voice i'm sorry
0: <laughs> better than mine <laughs> yeah no i think i yeah i just think they they work really well together and i think that's like why i i, I started, like, shipping them, is I kind of looked at it, and I'm like, it's a a relationship in a very realistic sense, of, like, they're friends, they respect each other a lot, they work together, so obviously, you know, Aiden's probably not the person that's going to fraternize with her subordinates, really, when you think about it. But, like, once the confines of the Empire are off of them, they kind of see that they have this connection to one another, and then they're free to kind of do whatever they want, and I think that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, and I like that it wasn't anything, like, any immediate, oh my gosh, let's just... Fall into bed together now that we're free of the empire. Um, It it just felt natural. And I, I have all these thoughts about how after Jakku, it probably takes them a while to figure out um, how to, what this new state of being for them is. Mm -hmm. Like I, I highly doubt they pull a uh, a Han and Leia. (laughs) (laughs) I I strongly suspect that it's several years before they get married. And they
0: pull a, they pull a legends Han and Leia.
1: No, no, th- there's no kidnapping. There's no, no kidnapping no, and going to
0: <laughs> minus the courtship of Princess Leia, I should say. Yeah, yes,
1: yeah. I think they take some time, and then you know, then they eventually because Zay is, I think Zay is somewhere between uh, uh, Ray and Finn's age, so like yeah. late teens, early twenties. So they clearly don't rush into anything, which I I really like and I appreciate.
0: Yeah, because it, it, you can kind of. You can make the argument with Han and Leia. This, this pains my Han and Leia shipper heart to to a great degree to say. But you can kind of see with Han and Leia that maybe them jumping into that relationship as quickly as they did, getting married and immediately having a kid might have not been the best decision for them. Because you see what happens to them in their relationship. It kind of implodes on itself. Um but with Aiden and Dell, I, I I I think I completely agree. At least that's what I'd want to see. It's just them kind of figuring out how to navigate this relationship. They obviously very or care very much about each other, but it's not like, let's get married and have a kid like right now. You know, I just yeah. don't think Aiden's that type of character either.
1: No, I, I feel like it takes it probably would take Aiden a while to come around to the idea of wanting to be a mother. Yeah. Because it's not exactly like she's got great examples of parents. To when she looks back at her own. Um, yeah, no. Yeah.
0: I, yeah, I think I completely agree. So what are some of your favorite, your favorite moments with this couple?
1: Oh, man. The cargo bay scene. Oh, Corvus. That's, after that's, Vardos.
0: That's the obvious one, I think.
1: Oh, that's so good. Like, and I love what I especially love about that is some of the out of universe stuff, because, uh. Uh, Mitch and Walt have both said that a lot of Iden's dialogue, a lot of what she was saying, came from Janina when they were filming it. Yeah, I, I read um,
0: that.
1: Yeah, and that just hit me like it hit me so hard. It's number one. It's beautifully, beautifully shot. Like, yeah, I, I just want to wallpaper my entire house with that. But I don't think that's acceptable. Um, <laughs> but there's that, and then you know, I I just love how he's all you know. Listen, like you you do what you think you have to do. Like, just leave me in a TIE fighter. Like, I'll defect. You don't have to do that. And then I just looks at him and goes, "Dell, we're Fairno squad, you and me. And I just want to cry because I'm like, you beautiful human beings. I love you so much. I think that's just,
0: it, it's, it's so fantastic for a number of different reasons. The primary one being um, Del and Iden's relationship. And you see that, like, she really cares about Del. In that moment, she's like, "There's no way I'm ditching you in a Tie Fighter and leaving. Like, are you are you kidding me?
1: Yeah, like th- they're Inferno Squad. They what happens to one of them is going to happen to the other. They-
0: <laughs> and the other, the other more petty part of my brain is like, this is completely removing Gideon Hask from the equation because it's like, no, Gideon Hask, we're Inferno up sucks. Squad. Yes, I feel oh. like we should talk about Gideon Hask because he's responsible for both of these characters dying. Gideon and- Hask is the oh. worst."
1: I hate him
0: so much. I hated him from Inferno Squad. And I, and then the game just made me hate him even more. I was like, why, why are you like this? Yeah. Like, like, I, like, I understand why you're like this, but like, stop being such a jerk, man.
1: He's like toxic masculinity encapsulated in in one being. Because he has this huge issue with how, oh, like, because he, he's a couple years older than Aiden, but she always did better than he did. Like, she outranked him, and then she got to be the captain of Inferno Squad, and... Oh, I just want to slap him, and he died too easily. He really he did. He deserved worse. Oh
0: man. Uh, if that's my one complaint with the Resurrection DLC, it's like, like I didn't get to just torment Gideon Hask a little bit more.
1: <laughs> I like, know. It's like, oh, he
0: fell off a thing. There you go. Um,
1: <laughs> At least I get to shoot him in the face.
0: Yeah, that is pretty satisfying, I will say. I sound like such a violent <laughs> person. It's fun in a video game, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That'll be the extra, extra DLC, the hidden content. How many ways can you kill Gideon?
0: <laughs> you know, I'd probably still play it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that scene with Dell at the end, I think, is really interesting with him and Gideon. Especially, like, right before he's about to die. And he's like, look, don't go after her, Hask. It's not going to end well for anybody. Yeah.
1: I thought it was interesting. He was almost concerned. Like... He's straight up going to murder you, Dell. You know he's going to murder you. But I think and I- you're like, don't do it. Like, why are you so good?
0: I think, yeah, that's the thing that makes me love Del so much is he's just such a good guy. He, like, I think at the end, he still wants to see the best in Hask because Hask was his brother, like, his brother in arms, and, and they were probably yeah. very close together. And, yeah, no, I think that's just the type of guy Del is. Dell just yeah. through the entire game, I'm like, you wonderful, wonderful person, and when he's talking to Luke Skywalker in particular,
1: I was going to say, can we talk about Dell on Paleo for a minute? Because <laughs> that is number one, some of the best Luke Skywalker writing I've ever seen. Yes, and number two, like it was so. I, Christy Golden set us up for Dell to be more sympathetic, and I, I was, I came around to Dell turning uh, a little bit more easily than I did to Iden turning at first when I, I did. When too. I
0: came. I... Yeah, I bought Dell line, and Sinker. I was like, Yeah, no, this makes total sense. Aiden was a little bit more difficult to process, I think.
1: Yeah, um, I so <laughs> it took me a couple it took me a, about a day or two, a couple of days to really adjust to it. And I had just finished playing the game about two I guess been about two weeks after is when I ended up filming that video with Janina and I was telling her this and she's like, No, you realize you went through what Aiden did. did. Because she didn't just immediately adapt and was like, yay, go Rebels. She needed that time to sort of figure out who she was now. And that she was now a part of the New Republic. Yeah. And I really liked that.
0: Yeah, but Dell just, I was like, even from reading Inferno Squad, I was like, I feel like you're going to defect.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was like, if anyone was going to, it was going to be him. But, yeah. oh, his whole conversation with Luke. Oh, oh. man.
0: I really I really wanna see some post Battlefront two stuff where Luke sees him like five years after Jakku or something like that. Where he's like a like he was in the new republic, maybe him and Iden are married or something like that. Oh, oh no, like Oh oh I see you've made a choice.
1: <laughs> no, No no I am convinced that Luke is the person who officiates Iden and Dell's wedding. I love you this. cannot tell me otherwise.
0: I saw a tweet from somebody that was like Luke officiates their wedding Shriv is the best man and Poe is their
1: ring bearer was that you? That, that was that was a conversation with me and E.K. Johnston <laughs> oh
0: okay that actually makes a lot of sense now that I'm thinking about it
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I dragged uh, Kate into my shipping hell um, <laughs> we talk about this a lot but yeah so I love I also love the idea that Kez and Shara met Iden and Dell at Naboo um, oh that'd be so great I know, and just think they get to be friends all the time, and then at the Afterlash Jedi, sometime in between there, when Zay and Triv come back from their mission, she sees Poe, because they knew each other from way back when. Oh, I'm so in love with this idea. I know! (laughs) But I also, if Poe is in the ring bearer, then it's definitely Dio.
0: Oh yeah, no, for sure. (laughs) <laughs> Can I just say I'm so happy they gave him a name cuz I made I made Dio. <gasps> did you really? I did. Yeah, so I made a Dio, but I it was before the Resurrection DLC came out cuz I immediately played the game. I knew I was in love with the ID10 from the second I saw it on the poster, but then they painted it white and yellow and I was like, "I need this droid now." So I made I uh, made a little Dio, but I just had to call it an ID10. I was like, "Why didn't they give it a name?" And then I and I played the Resurrection DLC and I'm like, "They gave it a name. Yes." <laughs> Dio is so great. I love the name. I think it's oh,
1: awesome. I love everyone in Inferno Squad. Not you, Hask, but everyone else in Inferno Squad. I love them all.
0: <laughs> I think another one of like my favorite Aiden and Dell moments specifically is I talked about it earlier, Bespin. That entire mm-hmm. that entire mission with them, I think, is so great. Because it's kind yeah. of the first time, if I remember correctly, it's the first time we see them out of the Empire in a, in, in a mission together. Because they're not really together in Naboo. And Naboo is yeah. more of, like, a transitional thing than it is. Yeah, because it goes straight from Naboo to yeah. the Han Solo mission. and then, Yeah, Takodana. Yeah, and then to to Bespin. Yep. And, that, and that whole, all of those interactions between them. Like, when they're about to put on the stormtrooper uh, suits, and she's like, hey, I have an idea. You're not going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes sense, because Del was a stormtrooper.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. And then I love, uh, once they're in the cloud car, and Aiden has the oh, idea... That's so and she's like saying that. She's like, you love it. And then I was like, oh, I love it. And he gets so excited. And I'm like, you precious, precious human being. Although I do have like trauma related with Bespin because getting off that planet took me so, <laughs> so long and it was not good. <laughs> I think
0: that's when I gave up for the night. I was like, I can't do this. Never mind. <laughs>
1: <Just> <laughs> yeah, that took me forever. I. And now that I know the secret to it, it goes so much faster. <laughs> but-
0: <sighs> no, I just, that whole interaction with them in the cloud car, it's just so good. Gr- like, I knew from the second, I, because you walk by the cloud car on that mm-hmm. mission, and Nine mm-hmm. goes, I don't know what pilot in their right mind, or any, no, and no respectable pilot would drive one of those. I'm like, hey, I'm going to get to fly a cloud car in a minute, aren't I?
1: <laughs> just get in the cloud car. I was like, that they, <laughs> then, you know, it, the TIE fighter's just like, Either they blow up or they leave right in front of them, and they're just like, "Come on, like really, you're doing this to us?" When I said we needed a ship, I should have been more specific.
0: <laughs> there's something <laughs> about. There's a couple of lines that Aiden says that no, like nobody is talking about. But there's a line she says on where She's like, "We got bad guys and ties on the way," and I'm like, "There's just something about that sentence that makes me giggle. I don't know what it is."
1: She has this very good, d- very dry sense of humor that I appreciate a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a good it's a good counter to Dell's more uh, more lighter sense, I suppose, is the mm-hmm. word I'm looking for there.
0: Yeah, no, Janita Gavonkar is just she's so brilliant in the role. I think she brings so much to Aiden that's not necessarily there on the page. Like the like the uh, the cargo hold scene. Because um, yeah, I think she said that she that, that I think it was Mitch Dyer that said that she essentially like reworked that entire scene and like inserted that line we're inferno squad yeah. you and me, I think. Something like that.
1: Um, uh, I don't remember what line it was exactly, but yeah, she she did a lot of a lot of the work there.
0: Yeah, and G- Janita's performance is just so fantastic, especially in that scene. I think where she, it's just the little laugh she does after Dell suggests that she just dump him in a tie fighter.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> like it's the most preposterous thing in the world to her.
1: <laughs> oh, I love yeah. that. Oh. oh, they're just so great. everything. And then even the scene on the scene on Vardos once task is all is ready to just shoot everyone and leave civilians behind and follow orders to the letter. And Iden well, I'm skipping over the amazing scene between her and the Dad roll. Uh yes. With the whole I don't take orders from dead men, you take orders from me exchange, like oh that gets oh, me.
0: Oh man, it's so good.
1: Oh, but everything where uh with the three of them when they're on Vardos and and Hask is all like or not sorry Hask uh Del is all like come on man like look around you this is not the empire what the empire is supposed to be and then Iden gives her orders she's like no like these are my orders we're not going to do what my father says and there's that look of betrayal in Hask's face and then Dell's like no like I'm following my commanding officer. And I was like, yes, you are. You would
0: follow (laughs) her to hell. And I love you both. What was it? I think StarWars.com did like a little bio on Dell. And it was like, he's a master of machines and combat or something. And it was like, and does whatever Commander Versio requires. I was like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He does do whatever Commander Versio requires. Hell yeah, he does. I mean, (laughs) hold on, I I need,
1: I know I, let me find that one because the phrasing is just so good. And I know it was on purpose.
0: No, I think Iden and Dell. what's something that's so great about them, too, is they do have a little bit of a sad ending. But for the most part, they get to- A little l- bit. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a massive understatement on my part. They have a, a horrendously sad ending. And poor Zay Miko, I just want to cry for her. Um, oh. I think the worst thing I ever did, I made a video that was Dear Theodosia from Hamilton, but with Zay Miko And I could barely get through editing it. I was just in, like, full-on tears. I was like, I can't do this, but... I feel like that
1: video may have been my fault.
0: Oh, you... No, it was your fault was the uh, the That Would Be Enough Iden and Dell video I did, because you mm. put the idea in my head, and then I tweeted, like, Hey, I, I should I make a video of Aiden and Dell That Would Be Enough? And one of my friends was like, Yeah, no, you need to do this immediately. <laughs> and that was another one where I was like, This is so sad, but I, this video's... I hope this video's all right, because... I'm like Sick. in tears editing it as it's going on.
1: But- okay, I apparently tweet way too many pictures because I'm having to go back really far <laughs> on my Twitter. Okay, there's where I decided to play Battlefront Dresses Iden. Um, <laughs> oh, I can't find it. Darn it. Hold on. Oh, Wait, man. I might have it somewhere else. But yeah, yeah. no. They. Mm, oh, they get me. They. <laughs> they just, they make me happy and they make me sad and I just really, really love them. <laughs> I think it was
0: something that Matt Martin said about them. It's like, it, it was talking about Zay, but it was talking about like, Zay is a character we haven't seen a whole lot in Star Wars. She like got to grow up happily with her parents.
1: And yeah. And they're
0: dead. I mean, they're dead now, but. Now they're dead. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't die tragically when she was eight years old or something. She got for the most part, she gets to live a happy childhood with her her parents who weren't involved in the fight. And I thought that was an interesting aspect of their characters. I'm not sure what they did. They Hask says they were hauling cargo in the Corvus or something like that.
1: Um, Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, wait, I found it. I found it. (laughs) Dell's versatility was rewarded with recruitment into Inferno Squad, where he plays numerous roles. Scout, sniper, (laughs) pilot, intelligence officer, and whatever else Commander Iden Versio needs from him. Hell yeah, he does. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. <laughs> no not at I'm all i'm not sorry
0: <laughs> i was about to say don't be sorry
1: i feel like i should just sing it like i'm eliza that i'm not sorry
0: <laughs> oh i have a podcast that's all about ships like it, I, I i expect <laughs> enthusiasm <laughs> Somebody told me in my Anakin and Padme episode. Actually, it was my father who told me this. I'm going to throw him under the bus because he does listen to these. He was like, no, I didn't realize you were so enthusiastic about two fictional characters being together. And I was like, dad, you, you, this Anakin and Padme aren't even my OTP. And he's like, you're what? I'm like, let's not get into this right now.
1: Just um, <laughs> <Yes, he went>. you <laughs> Uh
0: I do ha- want to do a future episode where I explain shipping terminology to my father.
1: <laughs> that would be an amazing episode. <laughs>
0: but anyway back to Aiden and Dell. I just yes no I, I don't know there was just something about them I don't I tend I don't really ship a lot of things in Star Wars they have to really kind of work hard for me to believe the dynamics a lot of the time but Aiden and Dell was like like one day I was like ah, I don't I don't really know about this as I'm playing through the campaign and the next day I'm like where's all like the fic and stuff and there's no like nothing there's like no no there's like two I think or something last time I checked
1: Yeah, I am pretty sure I was the first person. Like, there was no tag before I posted my fic. Oh, I just added myself. I think Um, I read
0: that. Possibly! (laughs) Because I remember just looking at them on AO3 and then finding one and being like, Oh my gosh, there's one?
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) If it was said immediately after Jakku, it was like, What this is? Yeah, that was mine. Yeah,
0: I absolutely read that now that
1: I think about it. Yep! I don't have an Iden and Dell problem. <laughs> Clearly, yeah, neither
0: of us do. We're just talking about them on a podcast.
1: No, no problems whatsoever. <laughs> and God help me if any of the writers on the game or Chris ever listens to this, I'll just sink into the floor somewhere. Um, but you know, I think I think what works for me for Iden and Dell is kind of it's kind of how I feel about Kaden and Hera, but on a, in a different way. Is they just fit and they just mm-hmm. work together. Um, There was this line, which I wasn't actually intended to be shippy, uh, way back from the EU, um, where I'm pretty sure it was with involved Jaina. But there was that that line about partners, whatever that means. And I kept thinking about it every time I think of Aiden and Dell is because they're they're partners. Yeah. Um, Yeah, she's his commanding officer. And I may have a couple of thoughts on no, actually, I'm not going to go down that road. Um, <laughs> I think you know what road I was about to go down, but we're going to pause there. Um, yeah, he's she's her, his commanding officer, but they're also to get in all of this together, um, especially once they make the decision to, to leave the Empire, which isn't their Empire anymore behind. Um, I, think- I feel like they probably have one of the healthiest marriages in Star Wars, even though we don't really get to see it.
0: Yeah, because I feel like a lot of the things that Star Wars tends to do with relationships, and Kanan and Hera and Aiden and Dell both break this mold really beautifully. Um, I, the precedent was kind of set with Han and Leia, them kind of starting off di- inherently disliking each other um, and kind of having some kind of aminosity that, you know, there's feelings underneath that. Anakin and Padme slightly less so, but even then she's like, don't touch me, you're making me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of starts off on, on shaky footing. Uh, but with Aiden and Dell and Kanan and Hera... It's just like these are two people who work together and they grow this mutual friendship first which I think is really important. And then as time goes on and their circumstances change they end up falling in love with each other and it's just a really beautifully realistic look at you know what an actual relationship is like.
1: Yeah, I sort of I see Dell as being uh um he just he's just so respectful of her mm-hmm. because I think I need to reread Inferno Squad again and, and rip my heart out a few more times. But there's that point where they're all drinking, they're all drinking together. And Del basically has this, oh, I'm a little tipsy. She's pretty. I'm tipsy, thought. and But he just doesn't, he doesn't do anything. Like he kind of just lets it go. You know, she's mm-hmm. she's in charge. They work together. He doesn't want to push it. And I think it's sort of saying something that Aiden is the one to make the move. Because I think, I think Del... Del probably figured out a while ago that he was in love with her um, yeah. I, I think at least if it wasn't around Vardos at least by Vardos if not sooner um, but I, I love that he never really pushed the issue he just sort of was like you know what if she if she feels the same way she'll find a way to let me know and if not she's my commanding officer and he does not Del Miko does not support the friend zone Del Miko is a man who respects a woman <laughs> I like this
0: yeah, no, Dell is never like like trying to manipulate Aiden into being with him or playing the nice guy card. He's just a nice guy. He's yeah. just like a genuinely nice guy. I think yeah, no, that's so there is something to be said about how Aiden is the one that makes the first move. Cause I, I think you're totally right. Dell wouldn't want to in in like like overstep his bounds or anything like that. But I also think it's important to kind of look at like Aiden coming to the realization. I think is really important because it would have been weird if they would have like gotten together immediately after they defected or something.
1: Oh yeah, or, like, I would there, there's not emotional, that.
0: There's emotional turmoil, but Aiden just got closure with her dad to a certain extent. She got closure with the Empire because the Empire is gone and maybe she feels like she's in a place in which she can initiate that type of relationship. Uh, and I think that's it's just really great. It's a really mature way to look at it, which is yeah. something that's not like represented in fiction a whole lot.
1: It's really not. I mean, I think... I think she has the realization that or she at least lets herself have the realization that she feels something for him uh, in that exchange we talked about before where, you know, he's like, make sure you come back. Make sure I have a ship to come back to. Mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of a moment where she's like, yeah, yeah, if I <laughs> yeah. come back, maybe we'll do something about this. But I'll. but she pushes it from her mind. I don't think she ever really focuses on it. But mm-hmm. when she's leaving her dad behind, which that's another really good scene. Oh my god, that bursts my heart out every time. But uh, her whole, her, everything she's saying is "got to get back to Dell," "got to get back to Dell." Yeah, and I'm just like, "Oh, baby,
0: <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> no, just, you uh, love him." Yeah, no, but it's I, I don't know. There's just something about them that immediately clicked with me, where I was like, like, I. There's a list of Star Wars couples that I really, really enjoy. There's actually quite a few of them. That's why I have this podcast. But it's like <laughs> nothing will probably ever usurp Han and Leia for me. Mm-hmm. But Del and Iden are actually like, they're on like Kanan and Hera levels for me, which is just below like Han and Leia. And I think it's kind of a sim- it's a similar type of relationship. It's not exactly the same. But it's just both two people who really respect each other and love each other and you know are okay if they're just friends. you know Dell's probably okay with it. I don't know if Kanan is because Kanan was getting pretty pushy towards the end of uh, the the midseason of
1: uh, oh, don't even get me started on Kanan and heron and. <laughs> I have a lot of angry thoughts about this, <laughs> but that's not for this podcast. Um, <laughs>
0: But yeah, so I, uh, yeah, no, I just, I really, I really liked it innately. It was like, I, I didn't ship it one day and I woke up and I'm like, well, I didn't ship this yesterday, but I sure as heck do now, I guess. It's a
1: sleeper ship.
0: It's, yeah, it's it really, really a
1: sleeper ship. I just, hold on, I, I'm trying to find, because, oh, this is typical. Uh, I go to <laughs> type in Battlefront in my email because I'm trying to find an email I sent where it automatically finishes with Battlefront feels. So... <laughs> That's really just saying everything you need to know about me as a person. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I sent an email to someone the morning after I finished the game. And my initial... (laughs) I'm just going to read this to to you because I feel like you'll appreciate it. Speaking of Aiden and Dell, I could have gone either way in the eventual romance between them, given that I have zero romantic bones in my body. But it definitely felt natural when they kissed at the end. And I was like, okay, I saw them as having more of a very close friend's relationship in the book, but I could be on board with this. I sent a friend an email flailing about the end, about and how they got together, and I didn't expect it. And her response is basically, "Um, you've been calling Dell your new space husband, and you're basically Iden, so of course this <laughs> happened. <laughs> yeah, That's that funny. was my, I'm delirious. Here are my thoughts on Battlefront.
0: <laughs> I made the, I made the, terrible decision the other day. I i had the flu all last week and I, I was like running a crazy high fever and I had nothing to do and I was prepping for I think I was prepping for this inevitable episode I think and I, I uh just was listening to Inferno Squad and I had a fever and I was just in tears the entire time and I live with my grandma and she came in and she's like what is going on I'm like I just love Iden Versio so
1: much <laughs> Was it chapter 25? Because Janina rips my heart out of chapter it was, 25. It was. It
0: was chapter oh. 25 when I totally lost it. Oh. There's always a bit of truth and lies. <sighs> I can't handle it. G- uh, the- Janina reading that audiobook, this really isn't about like the couple in general, but Janina reading that audiobook just makes it infinitely better. Ashley Eckstein oh. did the same thing with the Ahsoka one. And I love audiobooks. I-, I listen to so many audiobooks. But I think Inferno Squad is probably my, my favorite one recently. Uh, Just because Janina kills it, I think.
1: I think Inferno Squad was the first one I did because uh, Mitch Dyer actually was like, You need to listen to it because Janina will rip your heart out. And there's parts where you can hear her voice cracking with emotion. And I was like, Okay, fine. And he was right. It's so good. (laughs) Yeah, thanks, Walt
0: Williams and and Mitch Dyer, for creating this wonderful, these wonderful characters for one thing, and this wonderful relationship. Um, now oh, are they're, they're so good. I've had a few interactions with, with Mitch on Twitter. He actually listened to my other podcast that was uh, th- where we talked about Battlefront 2 and it was literally just like
1: 45 minutes of us yelling, Shriv! And <laughs> <laughs> he he actually yelled at me when I sent him my Battlefront thoughts for the first time because I was, again, exhausted and crying over Dell. And he was like, You didn't tell me anything about Shriv. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm emotionally compromised. It's your damn fault. <laughs> Which also, Mitch, if you're listening to this, hi, you didn't hear me say anything <laughs> about fanfic earlier whatsoever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, they're just so good and they deserve... <sighs> I have so many torn feelings about the ending for them because on the one hand, I'm kind of like, oh, you didn't have to live in this galaxy much long without the other. Yeah. But on the other hand, they're both dead. And on the other, other hand, because apparently I have three hands now... <laughs> I have not been able to get through the opening of the last Jedi without at least tearing up, if not like tears going openly down my face because every time I see that dreadnought, I keep thinking she made it count. Like,
0: yeah, that's sh- the first time I watched Last Jedi, it didn't even register. And cuz I had played I I think the day I saw Last Jedi, I played the Resurrection DLC. Or I stayed up all night playing the, re- the Resurrection. I can't really remember, to be totally honest. The Last Jedi was like an emotional blur for me. Yeah. Um, it was like the Resurrection DLC, then immediately The Last Jedi. And I didn't know yeah. how to deal with it. But the second time I watched it, I'm like, oh my god, that's the Dreadnought. And then I just burst into tears. I was like, I- like this is so amazing. Iden is <laughs> yeah, I- the reason this movie exists. Like, or Not th- really, but you know, Iden is the reason that that the start of this movie is so is so powerful. It, it's kind of like Rogue One and A New Hope to me. Hmm. Like once you watch Rogue One, you kind of have more emotional context for A New Hope, and it makes that shot in A New Hope count so much more. Uh, yeah.
1: So <laughs> I played the DLC that Wednesday night, um, which actually I, I live streamed my play on Twitch, so people got to see me like break down <laughs> live. And a couple, I got messages from a couple of people going I'm really sorry another friend was like I wish there was a way I could have prepared you without spoiling you but there wasn't um I'm pretty sure my voice jumped a couple octaves and then I just I was shake I was literally shaking after I finished it and then of course next day less than 24 hours later last Jedi so I cried and then the second I saw it again Friday mornings I didn't have work that day and I just I cried harder like a little yeah. bit, I mean some of it's the page, obviously. But I was just like, You made it count. Like you didn't go out without fighting. You protected people and Yeah, what is, that, <sighs> what is that line
0: she says? You know, we fight so that other people can live and if we die, it better be for that reason.
1: Yeah, it better be for the same reason. Oh, it's so good. I...
0: Oh man. Uh, I've I just... only
1: managed to play the D L C twice because I just I can't I can't take it. Like it's just—it's
0: a I, lot. I think I made the the terrible mistake. I saw the Last Jedi like three times within twenty four hours, and I played the Resurrection DLC. So I was just not—I was an emotional wreck. I went back to work on Monday like, <laughs> I can't deal. And then yeah, I saw the I Last think... Jedi again, and it was still emotional about it. But
1: I saw my coworkers like when I went into work on Thursday between, uh, you know, between the DLC and the Last Jedi. They were like, "Are you okay?" I was like, "No." <laughs> yay movie tonight but but no they're like uh I was like just it's fine everything's nothing will ever be fine again but I think I think what got me the most was that uh because I I just related to Iden so much that watching her die with my own two eyes I was like no you can't
0: you can't do this Well for me it was like I was just starting to fall in love with a character And then they rip her away You know and I love Zaymiko And I'm excited to see if they do anything with that character Because I think that's a great character um, Is I... it Zay Versio or is it Zaymiko do you know?
1: Um, I don't know Officially I don't know anything But I feel very strongly that it's Zaymiko Okay I like that more <laughs> <laughs> I've been calling her Zaymiko And no one has corrected me yet Let's put it that way <laughs>
0: <sighs> yeah, so so we kind of touched on this earlier, but I, I kind of want to end this by asking if you could ha- if you could see one thing, whether that's a post Jakku story or a or a uh, something that happens pre Battlefront Two or post Inferno Squad, uh, what would you like to see with these two characters?
1: How dare you make me pick one? Number one, <laughs> Just, let's start with that.
0: Uh, let's see. There's we need no an limit. Experience. Pick as many as you'd like. <laughs>
1: We needed a sequel to the Inferno Squad book. Someone call Christy Golden and get her to start writing that right now. Please. Uh, pretty sure an Inferno Squad comic sounds like a really great idea. Uh Marvel, make this happen and please. I can give you a wish list of artists, please, and thank you. Uh I would really love I'm not usually a big fan of novelizations because they have to be something really special, like the Revenge of the Sith novelization or the Rogue One novelization. Um, like I'll read it about this whatever. But I think a novelization of the game could be really neat because you could you could flesh out a lot of what you can't see in the game because you mm-hmm. can't sit there and like appreciate the the emotions and the and the uh, the the trouble they go through when they defect from the empire to the new republic, like. That's not a fun video game level to sit there yeah. and watch them be emotional and be like, what the hell are we doing? Um, but I would really, really love to see that. I would love to see Dell cameo in the Poe Dameron comic. Oh, um, yes. Because he clearly knows Laura Santaka. Um I would love to see the continuing adventures of Inferno Squad with Zay and Shriv because fairness squad lives on mm-hmm. um basically i just would like every single piece of star wars literature from now on to be about it. i Dell, <laughs> and Zay. is that is that acceptable <laughs> yeah
0: i find myself agreeing I, these characters, sorry i
1: made a really long <laughs> list oh
0: no no um it, i just found myself like immediately after playing this game it's like you said it was like a sleeper ship it was like sleeper characters because i read inferno squad and i really enjoyed it but but it wasn't, like, something that totally consumed my life. And then I played Battlefront 2, and I'm like, I love all of these people. I need to see them everywhere. Uh, so my, my of course, dream thing would be a post-Jekku Inferno Squad sequel. Like, Inferno Squad in the New Republic, how that's different. Maybe some of, like, the the prejudice and things they face from being former Imperial officers. And you can mm-hmm. have... It would be... It'd be kind of cool. I hate to say this because I despise Lux Bonteri with every fiber of my being, but <laughs> it would be kind of cool to see the mentor again and kind of see where Aiden... Oh yeah, can I have that'd be him? Neat. Have him see where where Iden, uh, has, has grown and changed? I'd love to see uh, Luke and Del interact more. I I feel like they'd just be good friends because they're both just great people.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're both oh, just kind of big dorks. Wait, hold on, wait this is not actually a ship thing but i did want to mention it sorry i'm tangenting like crazy did Go you ahead. notice that uh both on the pin that zay has and then on Iden's helmet the her tie or not her tie her x-wing helmet the inferno squad logo is there but it's slightly different i saw you tweet about that yeah. yeah and how the top stripe isn't isn't filled in anymore and mm-hmm. i'm just like oh because my theory is uh That it's partially because, you know, they left without Hask and they couldn't stay the same. So Mm -hmm. the empty stripe is mostly because, you know, they're not the full Inferno squad anymore, but they are still Inferno squad. And it's partially in honor of Sen. Yeah,
0: I think it'd be kind of interesting to see, like, Iden, like, go to paint the the emblem on her helmet and draw in that third line and kind of be like, wait, there's two of us now, you know, (sighs) because I notice it's drawn out, but it's not filled in, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I notice weird
0: stuff like that. I'm actually making her helmet at the moment too, so I've been trying to grab as many screenshots and things as I possibly can. So yeah, no, I think that. yeah, yeah I, I love that headcanon.
1: Oh. Sorry, it was just one of those things I was thinking about. I was like, I just have so many thoughts about them. and
0: <laughs> no, I saw you tweet about it and I was like, dang, i'm still I'm still getting emotional over this game. <laughs> it's I mean' never gonna end apparently. <laughs>
1: I'm literally thinking about getting, like, two of the tattoos I'm c- currently, like, really strongly considering getting are Inferno Squad related, so <laughs> I can't even judge.
0: That's awesome. I'm 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 fixing to get a, a Wraith Squadron tattoo in a couple of weeks. That so. was my other-
1: that was the one I've been <laughs> wanting to get for a while, but now I'm like, Inferno Squad, maybe? Maybe. When I was,
0: when I was like, 14, I was like, I'm gonna get a, a Wraith Squadron tattoo, because I read those books and they totally changed my life, And yeah. and then- I realized the other day, I, I have an arabesque tattoo on my arm, and I had the terrible realization. I'm like, you know, I could get more tattoos on my arm, and it wouldn't really make a difference because I'd have to wear long sleeves if they didn't mm-hmm. like tattoos anyway. And I'm like, that's a dangerous line of thinking. but <laughs> And then I booked, uh, I've been thinking about a Raid Squadron tattoo for years, so I booked mm-hmm. a, an appointment to get a Raid Squadron tattoo.
1: That is awesome. That's so cool. I've been thinking, it, like, I've been thinking about that, and then I've been playing around with some concepts for an Inferno Squad 1. And- yeah, that'd be really cool. Yeah. Um oh speaking of Race Squadron, I know what else I would love to see. Uh Aiden and Dell having to work with FaZe and the Wraiths.
0: Oh, that'd be fantastic. Oh man, I just imagine Aiden would be so done with them just after five minutes. I, like Wes Jansen starts hitting on her or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It'd be Alassar. Alassar would be the one hitting on her and she'd be like, no. <laughs> But she would totally recognize Face, and what do you want to bet they probably had met before? Because, you know, her mom's the propaganda artist, and <laughs> oh, he was totally the little holo right. star. Uh-huh.
0: You are totally right. That would be so fantastic. Man. But
1: bonus points Wait. if, if Dell's gets, you know, has some quiet, oh no, what if she likes, <laughs> what if she falls for face? And then it totally ends up not being a thing, but bringing it back to the chippy stuff you know it's like you
0: insecure little sunflower I love you <laughs> I kind of feel like maybe Del would be like that for some reason I don't know yeah. why it just puts out those vibes I think
1: he's a precious space angel
0: yeah but again it's like when he's on Bespin he's like yeah I study a planet's biology before we get there I'm like I love you so much you dork
1: <laughs> I'm just like I'm sorry I'm ruined for all other men because Del Miko exists in canon <laughs> sorry <laughs>
0: Oh, man. I think I, th- I I can't really think of anything else specifically I want to bring up. Do you have anything?
1: Not specifically, but let's be real. I could just sit here and talk for like another three hours about
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So where can people find you on, on the Internet if they want to get more of the, the stuff you do and things like uh,
1: that? Oh, boy. Uh, so mostly you can find me on Twitter at uh, Chaos Bria. Aside from that, uh, I have not been writing as regularly as I should. But I'm gonna fix that. Uh, I'm the managing editor over at Tashi Station. Uh, That's Tashi-station.net, and I'm going to be bringing back my geek fashion blog in the relatively near future. So that's White Hot Room. And I think that's it. But yeah, just Chaosberry and all my social media.
0: Yeah, and uh, she's she's really super positive presence on Twitter. I've been following her for a while, uh, and all the she posts like cosplay stuff too, which is really cool because she like I mentioned earlier, she cosplays Iden. And yeah, and Tashi Station is great. I support them on Patreon, so obviously I like them enough to do that. Uh, and they do a lot of stuff, and all the people there are so fantastic. Um, and yeah, and as always, you can follow me on Twitter at AirSatsash, Uh and you can follow the show's wonderful network, Clashing Sabers, at Clashing Sabers, uh, or go to ClashingSabers.net to get more uh, articles and just all-around cool Star Wars things. So yeah, uh, thank you again for being on the show. This was a lot of fun, and it was great to, to get out all of my Aiden and Del feels.
1: <laughs> I had a lot of fun, too. Thanks for inviting me on for this. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and thank you guys for listening, and may the Force be with you. Starships is a Clashing Sabres production, but claims no right to any license. Sounds, names, etc. All that stuff belongs to the original creator. We just use them for informational and educational purposes only, and to make the show a little bit more fun. Basically,
1: if they made it, it's theirs. If we made it, it's ours. Now, if you got that all figured out, we got some moof milker who installed a compressor on the ignition line we gotta take care of. Hey, Move, ball.